Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club Junkie Podcast. I'm still alive, still here. I just took a week off. <laughs> uh, hopefully, everybody had a good Fourth of July. Uh, I had the week off. I was going to try to get a, an episode recorded when I was down on vacation. And to be honest, I was just relaxing and I totally forgot. So uh, it didn't happen last week. I apologize. I know a bunch of people sent me DMs on Instagram and stuff asking me where I was or what's going on. Um, yeah, I was just on vacation last week. So had a good time. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I thought I was going to be able to pull off a podcast uh, recording. It just didn't work out the way I thought it would. So apologize about that. But, but I am back. And uh, before we get going, just want to let you know this episode brought to you by Titleist Pro V1. And Pro V1X golf balls. So, uh, if you don't know about Pro V1 and Pro V1X, you probably haven't playing, been playing golf very long. I mean, Pro V1, Pro V1X uh, for 2021, redesigned from the core up uh, to be better, uh, faster, more control, more spin, uh, all that. So, uh, you know, reformulated cores, uh, faster casing layers, and uh, even softer uh, urethane uh, on the outside of the ball. So, tons of new tech inside the new ball. It is the standard, it's the number one ball in golf. There's a reason for it. Uh, if you're looking for a slightly more penetrating ball flight with softer feel and a little lower uh, driver spin, go Pro V1. If you're looking for something that launches maybe a little higher, adds just a little bit softer uh, or launches a little higher, adds a little more spin, and maybe has a firmer feel, Pro V1X. Both of them have tremendous green side control. So depending on which uh, ball fits your uh, your needs, uh, there's something there for everybody. But uh, go to Titleist.com, check out the Pro V1, Pro V1X uh, for 2021. Uh, it, it's, it's you know, like I said, the number one ball uh, in golf. So check it out there. But uh, yeah, like I said, I was, uh, I was on vacation and um, it was a, uh, it was good. It was good. I took the week off. I had to put my Titleist boxes down there. Uh, so yeah, I took the week off and uh, I was off basically all last week from uh, that Fourth of July weekend, all the way through till uh, Sunday. So I was back in the office on uh, Monday, and uh, like I said, it was great. I was down in uh, in my parents' place, down in Coldwater. had uh, had a great time. Played in the water. I mean, the weather wasn't uh, wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad, uh, but it was. Uh, we spent a lot of time hanging out in the lake. My my wife, my daughter, and uh, and my family. And I played some golf as well. So we played a handful of rounds at the old Bella Vista uh, Golf Club. I know a few of you have, <laughs> you saw my post of the, uh, the the clubhouse there. And I think one person at least said that, uh, that that's my club. And it, it's kind of mine too. I probably play the most of my golf uh, at that uh, at that club. And uh, it's it's a good one, man. It's a, it's a good course. I mean, for for what you pay, which I think is like 47 bucks on the weekend, um, for 18 holes of the cart, it's, it's a great course. It's usually in really good shape. Uh, it's in great shape right now, uh, you know, especially with all the rain that Michigan's been getting lately. Uh, but it's in great shape. Uh, the greens are pretty, pretty quick. Uh, they're not as fast as I've ever seen them, not as firm as I've ever seen them, but, uh, but they're, they're, they're rolling really well. And uh, the fairways, everything else are in great shape. So it, uh, it's a fun course. It's tough. There's a couple holes that just uh, that seemed to always kick my butt. Um, I conquered them one day, didn't quite conquer them the next. Uh, I think I played three rounds down there uh, over the week, which was great. Got to play with my dad, my brothers, my uncle. Um, so it was uh, it was a good time. I, I, I've I've learned over the years to kind of cherish those uh, those times of playing with uh, my family because you know I had uh, I had a, a grandfather pass away a few years ago and realized that you know I never played golf with him as an adult. I think I only played like as a a small kid, and you know, at that point, he's just babysitting instead of really golfing. So it's one of those things where I'm glad I get to do it. And uh, you know, even when you have a bad day uh, on the course, you, you can still enjoy the company and all that. So uh, it was good. So I played, uh, like I said, I played three rounds. Uh, first run out, I, I didn't play well at all. I think I shot like 86. 
uh, and just struggled kind of everywhere. I mean, I hit some good shots and stuff, but I, I overall just uh, I put a ton of bogeys and stuff on the card. And then uh, second day, which I think was like Thursday, I went out shot 78. And it literally, you know, everybody's always like, I left a couple out there. I mean, I missed a, a, a like a four foot par putt, uh, and I think I double bogeyed eighteen, and still shot seventy eight. So I mean, that I mean, j- just take away, I mean, two strokes, it should have been a seventy six. But um, you know, so that was, but that was a day I, I played extremely well. If anybody's played that course, you know, nine, ten, and eleven are kind of nasty holes. It's just a a tough three-hole stretch. Nine is a funky par five that if you want to try to cut the corner and go over these really tall trees, you can get it to the – to. The, it's two fairways. You tee off, and there's a fairway, and then it makes like a, a left-hand, like – I won't call it 90 degrees, but it's 80 degrees uh, turn. And there, there's two ways to play it. Well, I guess there's three. Uh, one, if you're a really big hitter and you take it over the corner and you can get it over the corner, hit it high enough, all that, um, that's your – I mean, that's your absolute op- optimum play. I pulled that off like maybe a couple times playing some scrambles down there, but it's not something I do every time because it's just not easy to do. It's really easy to like if you hook it a little bit or hit it just left of your target, um, you know, it catches a tree, it falls in, and it's it's gone. You'll never you one either never find it because you don't want to go looking in that woods uh, <laughs> of a poison ivy and God knows what else. Uh, and uh, you know, if it knocks it down, you hit that tree and it knocks it down. You don't have a shot at the green. You have basically have to punch out and then hit it back. So it's like it's basically like having a penalty stroke anyway. Um, so then the other option is you can just hit like, I guess for a bigger hitter you hit like a hybrid or three wood down to the you hit it into the this kind of this ravine you know between the fairways there's like this depression this little ravine and you can hit it into there and and then hit it out but the lie always stinks if it rains it's always wet and mushy I mean it's just like. It's not a pl- I've been down there a million times, and I, and I hate it. I never have a good live. I've been on the upslope. It's terrible. I've been in the flat section. I've had it where I've never found it in there because it plugged, because uh, it's so soft. I mean, it's just one of those I don't like playing from there anymore. So the third option, which is what I do now, is basically hit a four iron or you know a five iron down, uh, a four or five, depending on the wind, uh, down to the end of the fairway, uh, and then I try to blast three wood down, a hybrid of three wood down uh, as close as I can to the green. Wedge it on and, uh, you know, try to make a putt for a birdie. So it's it's basically a, uh, a, a three-shot hole for me at this point just because cutting the corner on the tree or around the trees and stuff is just not – it's not my shot, and I don't carry the firepower to really hit that shot. So um, so nine's brutal, but uh, the, the run I shot 78, I basically went uh, par – I parred nine because I basically hit – you basically hit it 190 yards. You're at the end of the fairway. You can hit a, like I said, hybrid of three wood down to the green. You'll have like 265 or something like that to the green, a little elevated. So it's not an easy shot, but like I said, you can just get it down there and you're all right. Um, but basically, I went, uh, I parred that. 10 is the hardest hole in the course, I think. It's again one of those things if you can play the, this perfect little cut, you can get it down to the second part of the fairway past the cart path. But again, it's super risky because if you hit it too far right, hits the trees, it falls down like a I don't even know. It's basically a cliff. It falls off into these trees. It's gone. I mean, you don't even look for it, and there's nowhere to walk down to get it, so it's just gone. Um, and if you hit it too far right, you're blocked out by the trees, and you're really SOL. Um, so basically, the same thing. You hit like a, a four iron or something like that. You hit like a 200, 190 to 200-yard 200 shot to the end of the first, you know, first section of fairway. Uh, and then you'll basically hit like a between 160 and 170 yard shot into the green. And the green is extremely narrow. It has an extreme slope from left to right. And uh, it is when it's dry out, it is like impossible to hold. Um, 
you know, unless you can just just fling it up in the air with it, just an absolute ton of spin. And even that, it's going to hit and probably release down to the right side of the green and you put it up, put it uphill. But, um, but on ten, I hit a you know hit a little five iron out there, knocked a I think a seven iron or something out to the middle of the green and uh, two putted from my par, uh, which was great. And then uh, on eleven, uh, the eleven, it's it's if you hit a good drive, it's not a hard hole, but uh, you got to hit it basically through a chute of trees uh, to a fairly open uh, open fairway. There's a pond on the left that you can't see, uh, so if you draw it a little too hard, uh, you might be dead. I've been in that pond numerous times. If you flare it right, uh, there's trees that are basically OB. And again, if you if you're going to venture in there, good luck. Um, so it, I mean, it's it's it requires a good tee shot. After that, you know, there's water to the front to the left of the green covers the whole thing. Uh, but basically, made par there, and uh, I think that's probably one of the few times that I've basically parred nine, ten, and eleven because it's just it's usually one of those holes will snag me, uh, if not all of them. Uh, but that day, I, I made uh, par on all of them, which was great. It was uh, it was fun. So we had a good time, and uh, and actually that day on the back nine, I think uh, I, I I parred ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, and then on 16, which is a short par four, um, but it, 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 you have to hit it to the left side. You got to carry the left side if you're a bigger hitter because you get blocked up by the trees if you don't, if you hit it too far right. Um, I, I hit an absolute murder drive, just absolutely just blasted it down there. Had, God, I want to say like 80 yards in, which I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been that close. And I just flared a, a wedge way right pin was in the back left. I hit it short right and had just the longest putt and I ended up three putting it, which, uh, which stunk. So I made, that was my first bogey. Then on 17, which is the hardest part, probably the hardest part three on the course, you got to hit it through a shoot of trees and the green is like three tiered and it's just nasty. And I hit it in the bunker on the left. So I thought it was dead, but hit a great bunker shot, made par. And then I double bogeyed 18 cause I hit, couple bad shots but anyway um but i played the back nine really well and i i literally should have like i said i, sh- I should have been two strokes better that day but um but anyway i took out i didn't even bring my srixons i know i've been loving my srixons zx7s and i have but i brought two full bags of clubs down there didn't bring the zx7s because i wanted to try i reshafted the cobra king tour mims and I put the my Fuji my Fujikuro Pro 115s that I had in the T in the T100s from last year. I put them in the the MIMs because uh, I wasn't really loving the money tape the KBS money taper as much, uh, and I wanted to try something different without Arco's grips. So I, I threw those those shafts in there because they were just sitting uh, kind of in my shop, uh, and I had them just laying around. And then at the same token, I was like, well, I've got these T100 heads from last year that are just sitting there, so why not slap some shafts in those? So I went through my bin of shafts, and uh, I put some old Project X6Os, which uh, I had in a set of, I think, 565 or 765s uh, years ago. So I was like, all right, let's just throw some shafts in these heads, and let's go play them. So I uh, went out, played the, uh, I played the, the Cobras for the first two rounds, and I hit them really well. I, I do have to say that, that that's such an underrated iron. It's it's pretty forgiving. Uh, it feels really good. I know that there was a, a YouTuber too who said the feel wasn't very good. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, I know feel subjective. I think it's a great feeling club. Even on miss hits, you get a little bit of harshness, a little bit of vibration. But realistically, overall, they feel great. And when you hit them solid, they're absolutely super soft. So um, they do have a little bit of spin to them, which if you're playing really firm greens and you you really need something to hold, uh, those things are easy to get in the air and they're easy to hold a green because they do come out and spin. And I tell you what, hitting them out of the rough is great because you actually feel like you have a little control. You can get the ball to stop. The release isn't going to be crazy. Um, So I hit those, uh, you know, for two of the rounds and I I hit them pretty well. I I really did. Um, 
you know, I just went around and, and, and was hitting solid shots. And even my miss hits, I was kind of getting away with. I, I maybe wasn't hitting the green, but I was just off or, you know, just in front or whatever. And um, overall, just a, a really good iron set. And, and with those shafts, I think I really like them a little bit better than the money taper. Um, they did launch a little higher, but I, I felt like just like with a standard size grip and, uh, and, and, and that shaft, I just I was able to release them a little easier. I was able to get them online better, uh, or at least more consistently, uh, and they were really good. So I, I played those, um, and then on that Saturday when I played, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna break out the old T100s," and um, I hit the. It's probably the best iron. I, I didn't. My I shot an 80, but it was probably the best iron striking game around. One of the best iron rounds I've had in a long time. I just hit so many really good iron shots that even though, you know, maybe I didn't hit it exactly on my target or whatever, but I was hitting the, I was hitting the center of the club. I was hitting it pretty flush. Um, I was just hitting really good iron shots. And, and those two 100s, again, remind you of how good they are on miss hits, especially if you hit it low on the face, which is typically my miss. I'm going to hit it low, kind of low towards the, t- towards the toe. Um, and you can just get away with that shot. Like, it, it, you know, you'll, it'll get you to the front of the green most of the time. Um, you know, you may have a long putt, but at least you're on the green. Uh, it doesn't stick you in some of the bunkers or some of the nasty spots around the green. You tend to get away with it. And I think, like, my crappy, jerky swing just works really well with the project with the, those Project X shafts. So um, it, was, uh, it, it was a really – I was kind of, like, bummed. I was like, man, I was hit these things so well. And I really do love those ZX7s. And, of course, they're raw, so they're absolutely even more amazing. But um, I really hit the T100s well. So come tomorrow for my uh, league, I don't know what I'm going to do because I I hit those things really, really well. And uh, they were really solid. They they, they might make it in the bag for Thursday just because uh, they they, they were just, like I said, fun to hit and great. Uh, And the other thing I brought out, which I hadn't brought out in a while, it usually gets at least a couple runs a, a year. Um, but I hadn't broken all the year was my 2013 Versa number seven, which, uh, I had, I got when I was, when I was a, a golf DBRX forum member and not working here back in 2012, I got to go, I was picked to go on one of those trips, went out to Callaway with a, a bunch of great dudes and, uh, and they, we got a whole set of clubs and the putter was, uh, we had to kind of keep it under wraps cause it wasn't announced until maybe like February and we went in December of 2012. So in like February of 13, they announced it, but uh, it was custom built. It's got a UST frequency filtered shaft, uh, and it's got a you know Lambkin deep edge cord. Uh, but it's the black white black uh, ins- you know uh, setup. And every once in a while, it's breaking out because it's just a uh, that number seven shape that that one there, and that Versa alignment has just always really worked for me. And I broke that out uh, on on Saturday as well, and I putted pretty well. I can't say I made anything crazy. Like I wasn't making tons of putts, but I was getting it close to the hole. Uh, you know, I, I I had I think I had two three putts. Uh, one of them was, like I said, I missed it's an absolute short, just nothing. And, and that was crazy. But, uh, and that other one was that really, you know, I, I was, I was across the green, but other than that, other than those two, two greens, I really putted well. I think I had 32 putts for the day, which is pretty average. I mean, for me, that's, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a crazy putter. I'm not out there, you know, with 20 putts and around or anything like that. So, uh, for me, that's pretty good, but it was a great putter. And <laughs> you forget like how good that that white hot pro insert was uh it was just really really good and uh it's it's just firm enough that you get some responsiveness uh you get a little bit of feel with that ball uh coming off it but it's also soft enough where even if you miss it a little bit there's there's not a ton of vibration there's not a ton of sound difference uh it's, it's just really nice to uh to put that thing back in play and i do have to say that verse alignment for me the black white black uh it works really well like i i really feel like when i have that thing set down like i can tell when that face is 
basically aimed at the, at my target. Like it's just anytime it's like shut or open or anything, uh, I, I just visually I, I see that really well with that putter. So, uh, but it was fun to play it, take it out. I don't think it's gonna go. I don't think it's gonna beat anything else out. Uh, I had my you know I bet Nardi with the Fuji MC MC putter shaft in it, and and I putted well with that too. So I don't think uh, the the old Versa number seven's taking anybody's spot, but. It was fun to get out and play it again, play that insert, and uh, just you know remember how good of a putter that thing still is. So uh, it was fun. But uh, I played all that stuff. Uh, I had two full bags going down, which was great. Uh, I even had slightly different wedges. I think I brought four drivers and like two extra driver shaft. Uh, I've realized that I put the highest launching shaft I have in my arsenal, which was that Reggio Formula M Plus uh, from Nippon. Uh, in the TSI uh, head and the TSI 3 head, and the TSI 3 is, it's just too low loft, man. I need a 10.5 head. So the nine, it's a 9.5 head. Uh, I don't want to, when I, I, tr- I try to add a little loft, it kind of shuts the face a little bit, and I, I know it's stupid to say, but I, I just don't like the face being shut. I hit it left as it is. I don't want to see the face looking left. So it's, it's, it's probably dead to me. So uh, then one of the guys in the office I know will claim it because they'll want it, um, but the 9.5 head is just, too too low aloft. So right now, in terms of drivers, I'm going to say that the uh, the TaylorMade Sim 2 Max uh, with the Ventus Black right now is leading the pack. Uh, I was roasting that thing uh, for the first two days. Like I said, I had the TSI 3. I pulled it out on like two holes, hit another drive. It wasn't even close. Uh, and like I said, it's not close because it's not a good driver. It's not close because I don't hit it high enough. I need, to, I, I need a 10.5 head uh, to get it anywhere close to the same distance as, say, Sim 2 Max. Um, but Sim 2 Max was his, it was an absolute cannon uh, all, all weekend. And then uh, the driver I hit really well was uh, the, the other one, which I played on Saturday, was uh, Epic Max LS uh, with that uh, with, with the VA Composites Rasion, which uh, was, was a really good combo. I uh, hit that thing really solid uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, I don't think I had really one bad drive with it. So uh, I brought the Bing, Ping G425 Max, and I tried to throw like a uh, uh, Project X hazardous green smoke in there, and I just I didn't hit it that well. I think that that thing there. I need if I'm going to put anything any shaft in there that's not counterbalanced, I need to get a lighter weight because the swing weight just gets too heavy for me, and I, I I'm all over the place with it. So that was a, a kind of a mess. But uh, like I said, Epic Max LS uh, or Epic yeah Epic Max LS and uh, Sim Two Max are kind of the two leaders right now in the clubhouse. Uh, if I had to say which one right now, Sim Two Max is beating it. I think it's just a little bit longer. Uh, than the Max LS for me at the moment. So, um, you know, it, it, and it does, it launches a little higher. I throw that Ventus Black in there, and it's just like, you know, low spin shaft, a, a head that launches high, and, you know, it's just, it's kind of a really good combo. It doesn't really want to go a whole lot left, but again, neither does the, the Max LS. So both really good. I think I want to toss some other shafts in the Max LS as well. But right now, Sim 2 Max is a leader in the clubhouse. So uh, come August, what is it, 6th or whatever, whatever that uh, date is. I don't know when uh, the, old, uh, the old guys trip that, uh, that I go on, that will be uh, coming up here. Like I said, I think it's like the second weekend of August, like the 6th or whatever it is. Uh, that will be basically, uh, oh, yeah, first week in August. Or first week in August, yeah, so 6th, 7th, 8th. I will be uh, playing up at the Loon in northern Michigan, but uh, I think right now Sim 2 Max is going to be, unless something goes crazy between now and then, um, I think that is going to be uh, in the bag for now. So uh, all the boys who uh, will be playing against, watch out. Um, but no, it's been good. Like I said, I hit uh, hit a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, like I said, those T100s are really throwing some wrenches and some gears because uh, they've been really that good. So 
Anyway, I know it's a lot of talking about me playing my game and uh, you know what I was doing, but uh, I also did hit uh, hit a couple things. So, going to talk about uh, a couple items that uh, that were out there that I was hitting. Um, the first one is going to be a rangefinder. I know laser rangefinders. So, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, I, I've actually uh, I've I've messed with a few Nikon rangefinders before, but uh, I was actually took out the Cool Shot i50, which is new for this year. Uh, had one of those in the bag, took it out, and I basically had this as long, you know, along with my, uh, you know, I have a Bushnell and a Precision Pro, is, you know, I've basically three right now. Um, so I kind of took out this. I had my Bushnell as well, uh, but I took this thing out, and I tell you what, it's 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 a it's a nice little rangefinder. It's uh it's it's a little more compact than I thought it was going to be, but it's not as small as uh, I know I've used some of the uh, the different Nikon uh, uh, ones they have. Like I can't remember what, the, what I had one of the stabilized ones, the the white ones, um, and that thing was like tiny. I mean, it was like you felt like you were going to break it, or it felt like weird holding it. Uh, and this one here is all black and silver. But definitely a little larger. I think it fits in the palm of the hand a little better uh, than, than some of those stabilized ones. But uh, the 50i has uh, it has slope to it, um, and it has the one thing that I actually kind of like. And I had it in um, a, a previous rangefinder, a, a, a Leopold, which I'm probably pronouncing incorrectly, and I'll get blasted for. But I had a Leopold that I had that had the red uh, LCD markers on it. So when you actually hit it, the all the internal. Uh, um, the the display was was red. It kind of glowed red, and I had it there and whatever. Didn't really think much about it. And then this actually has kind of that glowing red uh, look to it when you when you look through it. And I'll tell you what, I, I actually do like kind of that red glowing look to it. Um, only and, and the reason why is because like say like you know playing at, at a place like Bella Vista, ton of trees. Every green behind it is pretty much got a ton of tree cover, uh, you know, playing in northern Michigan, a lot of, uh, you know, Michigan courses, you get a lot of, like, trees, and you play early in the morning, and behind it is really dark. And if you're, depending on you know, how things look, sometimes it can be kind of hard to pick out the flag. And, you know, when you're using a traditional laser, laser range finder, like, you know, my Bushnell, which has black markings on it, it can sometimes be hard to kind of get the markings right on the flag because it's so dark behind the green that it's just hard to see where those little, like, you know, uh, you know, cross marks are and this was super easy i do have to say like no matter how dark it is whatever with that red hash marks and red info like it's super easy to read and and i do have to say that is kind of a nice thing in there and i never really thought about it i guess just because you know i I played one rangefinder that had it and uh but to, to see the red on there just makes it super legible, super easy to read, uh, and, and, and it's nice. I, I do find it was easier to, you know, in those circumstances where you had greens that had a ton of tree cover behind it that were dark, it was easier to get, it, get those, uh, those crosshairs on the flag and, you know, read your yardage. So uh, I, I do have to say I do like that uh, a lot on this unit. Um, I thought the accuracy was really good. My, I was playing on Saturday when I was using it with my uncle who had uh, a Nikon as well. I can't remember which model he had, uh, but we were basically lasering back and forth, and we were basically you know within a half yard because this thing actually does have half yards. Uh, so we were within basically a half yard uh, of each other the whole day. Um, and it was, you know, like I said, super easy to, to, to shoot. Uh, it, the, the aiming on it is super easy. I do have to say the, the lock-on um, every once in a while would give me, because it does vibrate, it pulses when you hit the flag, and it doesn't when you hit like a tree or whatever. But I did get a, actually just a couple misreads where I shot something and it said like 230, 
And then I shot it again, and it was like 165. Uh, and then, you know, shot it a third time just to make sure, and then it was like 165 again or whatever that number was. Um, but it, it locked kind of all three times. And I, I did notice that I got a couple kind of false readings on there, uh, you know, that, that it did vibrate even though it didn't pick up on the pin. So um, I, I noticed I got a couple of those. But uh, like I said, accuracy-wise, really good. Like I said, we were kind of comparing. I was comparing to his along with he had his GPS on him, uh, his little, you know, I think he's a Bushnell GPS watch. Uh, so we were kind of comparing everything there. And, uh, you know, yardage was exactly where it should be. Uh, everything I hit that day seemed to be exactly what, uh, you know, what this thing said. So accuracy was there. Uh, slope, you know, it, it does have the slope option. I actually, I used it a little bit just to, to see. And, you know, the courses I play around here between uh, St. Clair Shores, Bella Vista, there's not a ton of elevation. So the, the most it changes is by maybe a couple yards, you know, maybe five yards, something like that. Uh, come, you know, uh, August there, uh, if I take it up, uh, to the old guys weekend. There's usually a ton of elevation on, uh, on, on up, uh, Northern Michigan courses. So I'll get a little better feel for the slope portion. Uh, but since I, I, I usually just don't use it, I, I usually turn it off, play the standard yardages and then kind of do the, the, the small calculations in my head, uh, for what we have. And like I said, the, the two courses that I've played the most with this thing, they don't have a ton of elevation. So really you're, you're talking, you know, maybe a yard or two, maybe, you know, three, I mean, it's just not much. So, uh, I think the, the biggest slope, uh, number was on, uh, what is it, seven at Bella Vista, which is this par three that doesn't look uphill, but it is. And I think it was like a six yard, you know, addition. But again, that, that's not something that, I mean, one, I've played the whole a bunch of times, so I know it. Uh, but no, it, it's really nice. It, it's lightweight. It's, it's much lighter than I think it looks. When you look at it, you notice it's a little bigger unit than some of the other Nikons, but it's still super lightweight. Uh, it's got kind of rubber all over it, so it stays in your hand. It's easy to grip. And then it also has the, the magnet section on it, so you can slap it on the cart and then forget about it when you walk away, which I almost did. Uh, but you could slap it on the cart. It's right there. Grab it. Go. And, uh, and, and it's, it's easy to use that way. So, uh, the magnet's really, the, the magnet's good. It's not quite as strong as the, the magnet on the Bushnell, but, it, but it, it works fine. As long as you're not totally, you know, jumping the cart over bunkers, you should be totally fine. So, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it's a really good unit. It, it doesn't have the stabilization as, you know, some of, like, I think there's one or two Nikon models with that, uh, the stabilization. So if you've got a really shaky hand, you know, and you're trying to zap something that's 240 yards away, you know, you're going to get some movement there, but it's overall not bad, and it's, it's pretty much the same as, as, as any other uh, rangefinder I've used that isn't stabilized. So, uh, But, yeah, really good unit there. Like I said, I, I've really kind of started to, to appreciate the, the red hash marks and the red uh, uh, display inside it. it. I think it is just really easy to read, even on... Even on just pure sunny days, whatever, I, I think it's just more legible, easy to read. So um, it, it, a great little range finder. Like I said, I, I, I enjoyed using it. It's, uh, you know, one of those that, uh, you know, if one of the guys in the office doesn't, uh, you know, request to uh, grab it, uh, it may stay in my uh, one of my bags here for a little while. <laughs> but uh, overall, like I said, if you want to check it out, uh, if you go to NikonUSA.com, uh, look for the Cool Shot 50i. And it's, uh, like I said, it, it's a really good little unit. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's got slope, but you can turn it off, and it's got a little, uh, you know, like green LED light on the front that uh, if you're playing in a tournament that you can't have slope. Every time you zap something, the green light will flash on to kind of show anybody, you know, around that you're, you know, you're not using the slope, which is, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, but that and, and, and the optics on it are, are, are pretty darn good. I mean, when you looked out, uh, you know, even from long distances, everything was super clear. It didn't darken everything up a ton, so it was still easy to kind of catch the, you know, see the flag or small details like that. Um, 
but uh, overall, I, I really like the unit. Like I said, I, I, the only thing I wish uh, it uh, it had, I wish the magnet was just a hair stronger. Uh, and like I said, I got a couple reads where I, I lasered. Uh, you know, it definitely didn't catch the flag. It caught a tree or something behind the green, and uh, but I still got the, the 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 vibration that it locked on. So um, those are my only kind of two complaints, which are pretty minor. And uh, like I said, o- overall, I was uh, I, I enjoyed using it. It's uh, I know laser rangefinders when you try to compare them, it's like, well, is it accurate or not? Um, you know, like I said, I, I think this one here has just got a couple little things that make it, you know, a little more fun to use and, and, and sometimes a little more easy to use, you know, depending on the person and, and, you know, what you're looking for. So yeah, like I said, cool shot 50 I really liked it, uh, from Nikon. And then the other thing I got to play with, uh, or have been playing with a little bit lately, and, uh, it's due for a reshaft here probably very soon. Uh, would be the new Tour Edge Exotics C721 irons. So I know the driver's been getting a ton of talk, a ton of play, uh, or a ton of talk, a ton of YouTube videos, all that stuff. Uh, I know there's a, a Golf WRX uh, forum going on with guys testing out the driver, and, and the, the reviews in there are, are really, really good. And the driver is really good. I've hit it. I think I did a show on it a couple, uh, well, now it's probably a couple months ago, but uh, the driver's really solid. It's surprisingly, I mean, everybody says like, oh, it's the, you know, the best driver we've ever made. This is by far the best driver they've ever made. Like it is hands down really, really good. So if you're looking for that under the radar driver, go check out the C721. It's, it's stupid good. Uh, but they came out with uh, Exotics irons as well. So there's, there's two irons. Uh, there's the C721, which is this one here. And then there's the E721, uh, which I do have. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a, on a future show. Uh, I haven't gotten enough uh, shots in with those yet. Uh, but the C721 is the slightly smaller, a little more compact, left offset. Uh, it's more of a kind of a player's, you know, I, I think it's it's a game improvement iron uh, that kind of has a little bit more of that look of a, uh, you know, a player's distance iron. I think it's going for player's distance, but it's a little bigger than that. Uh, but I, I, I took it, I have a 4.7 and a pitching wedge uh, with the, uh, the True Temper Elevate 95. And... I'll tell you what, the first thing you notice about the, the iron, it, it's a little chunky. Uh, it's a hollow design, so it's a multi-piece design. It's, it's filled with a, a TPU material uh, for basically you know, enhancing the sound and the feel. But uh, you know, everybody's going to ask, are the lofts crazy strong? They're not crazy strong. I mean, they, they play off, I think, a 44-degree pitching wedge. Uh, let me pull it up here. I have it right at my... Uh, yeah, so the pitching wedge is 44, so it's about a degree stronger than, than anything else. Uh, and then the four iron is like 21 degrees, which is a little bit stronger, you know, if, you, if you're going to blend it into, say, my, you know, uh, ZX7 set or something like that, which if you're listening now, you might get to where I'm going. Um, but, yeah, but, but honestly, it's, a, it's, it's actually a good-looking iron. When you set it down, it does have a little bit of offset. The top line's got a little heft to it, but nothing crazy. And uh, but overall, it's got a good good shape to it. When you set it down, it looks good. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it's basically I would say this would play probably closer to an an Apex, you know, DCB really. Uh, it, it probably in between the Apex and Apex DCB in terms of, of look. It's got a little less offset than those though, uh, which I really like. Um, but so I took uh, like I said, I took those three irons out. Have been hitting them, and the the biggest thing you can notice is that they're 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 really they're really long. But the other thing is that they actually feel and sound really really soft. Uh, whatever they filled this thing with, uh, so it's got a, basically a, a, a high speed thin stainless steel face. Uh, that's like an L, so it actually has part of the sole locks in. Uh, and then the back half uh, is, is its own frame, and then they fill it with this TPU material. 
And I tell you what, the first shots that I hit, the first one I hit, I, I, I think I totally bladed that seven iron, and uh, it wasn't a great representation of anything. But uh, the next shot, couple of shots I hit, uh, hitting it on the, gro- the groove part of the face, it's amazing how soft that thing feels. I was shocked uh, when I first hit it. I almost thought I missed hit it because I was like, I, I almost I didn't feel anything. Um, but the feeling sound is super soft, super muted. It's just a thud when the, when the ball leaves the face. And, and it's with, you know, like I said, the four, the seven, and the pitching wedge. Uh, I first noted the seven because that's, you know, the first iron I'm going to usually hit, uh, uh, you know, either in my backyard or at the range or on the course. I mean, the seven iron is like the one. Um, but it was amazing how soft and how just really muted in, 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 in the, this iron is. It, I, I was blown away. I thought there was going to be some click, some firmness to it because it's multi-piece. Typically, the multi-piece stuff will have a little bit of that. Um, it doesn't. Like It is crazy soft. I, I was really shocked at, uh, and how good and how soft these feel. It kind of reminds me of PXG Gen 3s, or actually really Gen 4s. I mean, Gen 4s are the softest out of all of them. Um, I think, and I think these are right there in terms of softness. Uh, like I said, when you hit the ball in the center, it, you almost don't even feel it. I mean, it's just a, a thud sound, and the ball just takes off. Uh, they are long. They've got, like I said, a super thin uh, stainless steel face. Uh, they definitely are long, you know, compared to to stuff out there, at least the stuff that I'm hitting, which is more more player's cavity. I mean, these things are, are way, you know, way longer, at least a club longer than, than what I'm playing in terms of my 7-iron or anything like that. When I actually took them out, I took the 6-iron out of my ZX-7s and put the 7-iron in. Uh, and then the same thing with, uh, with the pitching wedge. I took out the pitching wedge. But uh, the 7-iron actually had... So I had basically two 7-irons in the bag. Uh, but they, they were basically... They're about a club longer than my ZX-7s easily. Um, they're easy to get in the air. They're super easy to launch. But they don't go crazy high. Like, they're not, like, straight up in the air, straight down. Like, they've got some penetration to the flight. And, like I said, they, they go a long ways. They're, they're very low spin, uh, especially, like, the four iron. You, 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 when you hit that thing there, I mean, it's a knuckleball, but it goes a mile. Um, but the seven iron there, you, you can flight it down a little bit. It's not, I mean, you're not going to be able to flight it down, like, say, a ZX-7 or, uh, you know, a Cobra MIM or a T100. You're not going to be able to flight that thing down like that. Um, but you can, you know, you, you can lower the trajectory a little bit. I didn't notice anything in terms of hot spots. I know with a lot of these irons, guys complain that, you know, oh, you hit it high tone, it just goes a mile. Um, you know, where you hit it anywhere else in the face, and it's, it's pretty controlled. I didn't notice anything like that. And trust me, I hit some off the toe. I hit some off the high toe. I hit some thin. And I didn't notice any hot spots that, uh, that were crazy uh, different, at least in the 4, 7, and pitching wedge. Um, but like I said, pitching wedge goes really high. That one is a little tough to flight down. You're not going to be able to play a ton of like, you know, you know, if you're playing in crazy Texas wind, you're not going to be able to flight that thing down and, and hit low, you know, low bullets with it. But the seven iron, you can definitely change the trajectory a little bit. You can get definitely get low on it. Um, and the four iron, the same thing. You can definitely flight it down. Uh, the, the sole's really good. If you're a digger, it's got kind of a, a, a rounded leading edge. It's, it's really kind of blunted and uh, it, it doesn't want to dig. The sole is, uh, you know, a little wider. I wouldn't call it crazy wide, but it's, it's wider. So it gets through the turf well, especially in soft conditions, which it's been here the past, you know, week. It's been raining like crazy. So everything's been really soft. Gets through the turf really well. Uh, I would say, you know, just slightly behind, say, the Srixon the V-Sole, um, but it definitely doesn't dig. But I, but I think, you know, there's not a ton of bounce. Like, like, when, like just when you look at it, there's not an absolute ton of bounce. So I don't think, you know, if you're going to play off firmer conditions, anything like that, you're going to run into any problems. But uh, forgiveness is really good. I, I hit, uh, especially with the four iron, I slapped a couple off the toe. 
uh, on par fives, just kind of you know trying to get a ball way down there. Didn't have a perfect look, so just tried to get one down there in front of the green. Slapped one or slapped two, just right off the toe, and it actually carried down to. You know, I mean, shorter than where I was expecting if I flushed it, uh, but it carried way farther down than I thought. I mean, you're going to be able to get away uh, with some shots here when you miss the center of the face. You're still going to carry a good amount of ball speed. You're going to get away with some shots. Um, that seven iron, you know, as I was playing it as a six iron, uh, same thing, hitting into some par threes. I actually hit it long on uh, on, on 12 and uh, what was the other, 14 on uh, and St. Clair Shores the first time I took them out because – I took it as a six iron. I played it, and it and it just went. And uh, I don't know if I just misjudged the wind or it's just the the face on these is hot. But you know, even when you don't hit it perfectly solid, you're going to get a ton of carry. You're still going to get that ball to the green. Um, you know, even if you miss it, you know, off the toe, off the heel a little bit. Uh, you know, if you chunk it, yeah, you're going to come up short. I mean, that, there's no way. But but blading a ball, uh, the ball still gets up in the air pretty easily. There's still a good amount of mass, uh, you know, low on this head. So when you hit it thin. It's still going to get up in the air fairly well, and you're still going to get some decent carry out of it. I mean, honestly, you might get too much carry out of it. You, you have to get used to maybe, you know, if you hit it thin, expecting it to come up way short, and it, it's probably not. Um, but, yeah, this thing overall is a really, really good package. Uh, the 4-iron actually has been kind of in my bag as uh, as kind of my utility, my 4-iron in there, uh, and I've actually been kind of playing it because it has been – such a good feeling head. It's like I said, it's easy to get up in the air and it goes a long way. So I actually bent it a degree weak. So I'm like, this one's playing 22 uh, degrees to kind of get the, to make sure my gapping's not too bad. And uh, I, I basically got this thing to like 22 degrees and I've been playing it as my four iron in my set with uh, both the, I, I played it with the Cobras and the ZX sevens. And uh, it's, it's actually a pretty darn good little four iron. I don't think for me I love the elevate shaft on it, so that's probably going to go. I'm probably going to reshaft this thing here in the next couple of days. Uh, but I've really, like I said, the, the, the feel of it is, is is really, really good. It's just really soft, um, but it's really forgiving. It's really hot. I mean, if you're looking for something that, you know, it's it, that you're going to get a ton of distance without losing a bunch of feel, uh, th- this thing here is is, is an absolute uh, rocket launcher. But, but again, like I said, I haven't noticed anything that's crazy in terms of hot spots, so it's something where if, you, know, you need some distance control to get it onto the green, hit it a certain yardage, uh, you know, you, I don't think you're going to have a problem with that. So um, the C721 from uh, the, the exotic C721 just came out, and uh, like I said, I'll, the E721, the bigger version, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about later when I get that out a little more. But um, like I said, these things are, are, are going to be kind of super underrated. Like I said, I put them up against a, a P790. I put it up against a, uh, you know, a, a PXG P-series. Uh, well, actually, the, the P is a little might be a little smaller than these now, but uh, I put up against a P series, a 790, and, a D, and you know an Apex DCB because I think uh, this thing's going to play with those with no problem. And uh, you know, like I said, distance wise, all that it, it's going to be right there with it. So the uh, the C721 is uh, is you know really really good. It's one of those irons that I know probably a lot of people haven't even heard of, uh, have never seen it, have never looked for it. But uh, it, it's definitely worth it if you're looking for something that, you know, you, you need some help, you want some distance, you don't mind a little bigger uh, profile, a little bigger footprint, um, but you don't want to lose, you know, that feel or have to worry about, you know, something that sounds or feels really chunky or clunky. It uh, it, it definitely doesn't have that. So, like I said, crazy soft. Um, but, yeah, the, the the iron literally plays well. So, um you know, overall, those are kind of my my two things there. I know uh, I've got a couple others uh, that we'll be talking about shortly that I've been hitting. I uh, just got some uh, some iron shafts in, and you know, got a bunch of stuff. So, 
Thankfully, I've got some golf to play coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got uh, this week. So hopefully everybody enjoys the Open Championship starting up. Maybe you're going to get up early and watch. Um, I know I usually sometimes get up. Maybe I set my alarm for about an hour early on Friday or Saturday. Or, I mean, uh, Thursday and Friday and jump up and watch a little bit. So uh, I'll probably do that. But uh, enjoy the Open Championship. Uh, I always enjoy that tournament. It's just uh, it's it's fun. It's classic. It's you know hopefully they'll get some rough weather one or two of the, the days to make it challenging. Um, and then uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my what I've got. So appreciate people reaching out to me uh, about being on vacation. If you want to ask any questions, anything like that, uh, hit me up on Instagram is the best way at Club Junkie Pod. Uh, and then uh, you know look for today or you know if you're listening on Wednesdays. Wednesdays I do a little Q and A session. Uh, you know, you can ask questions about whatever you want, and I'll try to answer them. Uh, so I'll do that uh, as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's all uh, I've got. So everybody have a good one. Enjoy the Open Championship. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.